Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This, this is, is the, the Mental, Mental Mastery, Mastery Alliance, Alliance Podcast. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. Today is Friday, June 16th. It's fascinating to me where we stand on time, what we think time is, where we think we are in time, and that our life versus time our our equation inside time our equation inside physical location where we physically think we are and that we're physically thinking all of this stuff blows my mind it's funny to me to 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 ramble on and have a lot of people say it's amazing how you put so eloquently the words that are inside my head when honestly i think half the time i'm rambling like incoherently I don't know if I'm getting out the thoughts that are inside my head because I'm just so determined to do it. I just don't, I don't know, but I appreciate that. <laughs> At least some of us are, are, are kind of figuring it out. And we're getting somewhere with some of the information that I have and some of my way to articulate it. I remember back in the day, I wanted to be factual about all these things. And then I realized that I'm not talking about anything factual moving forward. I'm talking about opinions, perspectives, uh, I shouldn't say moving forward, not moving forward from here, but moving forward from the time that I made the realization, which was, God no, years ago. It's not a matter of being factual because there is no fact. You drop fact, people want to rip it apart. You step up, people want to rip you down. It's so much fun for people to just rip on anyone that's trying to do something as opposed to trying to do something themselves. I don't understand the whole ideology behind the teardown. I mean, I totally understand it. I understand it 100% why people tear other people down. Because it's easier to rip somebody down than to lift themselves up. Now, anyone that's chirping you on anything that you're doing, understand that those chirpers, the people that are chirping, are cowards. And they're not happy with themselves. They're not happy with their lives. There's nothing to be mad at them for. They just aren't where they want to be. And it's not like they're personally attacking you, even though they're personally attacking you. It's that you represent a thing that's out there to them that they don't have, but they feel that they deserve and they're upset that you have it and they don't have it, even though they've not put any effort in even, and you've put in all kinds of effort. So take nothing personally is huge when it comes to this sort of thing. Now, where I was going with this was origins. I was having a conversation with one of my uh, Instagram followers, a lovely lady by, she goes by the name of Poppy Dot. And she asked me, which is something that I ask everybody. And I never, I mean, I'm sure in the past I've put my, my story out, out there as to sort of how it came to be, but then again, maybe I didn't. And even if I didn't, I wouldn't know where to direct people. So this is the, now the episode that I can direct people back to and also fall back on. And I know I've sprinkled my quote unquote origin story into everything that I've done. Um, but this is kind of how I came to be and how, how my mind came to get, came to, came to operate in the most peculiar ways. Talking with her, it was like, you know, how did you get to become a free thought? You know, one of the things that I always ask people is, you know, what was the first thing that, that triggered you into thinking essentially outside the box? For me, the first actual thought that I have is 9-11. 
my first real WTF moment was 9-11. And then as time progressed, you see some stuff and you, you see different footage and you see different things and, and, and maybe you think about it, maybe you don't. I didn't, I didn't go into like free fall because 9-11 was 2001. I was only 21 years old, but it made me ask questions. And the more you ask questions, the more you get answers. The more you get answers, the more questions you have. So up until about 21, I was doing obviously everything that I was supposed to be doing. But truthfully, I wasn't. When I was in school, I didn't care for what they were saying or doing. I didn't believe in the system. I challenged the system. I questioned everything. And they told me I was difficult. My whole life I was told I was difficult. Difficult because I don't, I don't want to believe. And in hindsight, looking back on it, I mean, these people were essentially attempting to oppress me. Yet I was the one that was disruptive. And truthfully, I was disruptive because whatever the hell it was that I was doing was boring as fuck. School was boring. It was simple to the tasks that you liked and boring for the rest. It was all just a social experiment. And it was all just a prison preparation, you know? March to the beat of the bell. Do this, do that. Follow orders. Listen to what we have to say and then repeat it back to us. And we're going to test you on your ability to memorize. So from a very young age, they trap you in a, a, a thought prison. You're not allowed to think freely. You're not allowed to, cre to have creative thought. You're not allowed to extrapolate upon what it is they want you to know. You're not allowed to ask questions. You know, you can't ask geographical questions. You can't ask historical questions. Because history is fact as per how we're supposed to do it. But you realize that it's really just a story. It's just simply a story, right in the title. History is story. Or high story. And you gotta be high if you're gonna believe this shit. As I've progressed through life, I've realized that basically everything they ever told us in school is a total lie. Everything that every historical monument or moment, whether it happened or not, the basis behind why it happened is a lie. And it creates subservience. It creates people who will do as they're told for fear of loss, fear of anything. Uh, if you don't have to think for yourself, you rely extremely on the system that's teaching you to think. So all through high school and junior school, I was, I was a troublemaker because I was bored. But I, w I always had conscience. I was always, for the most part, clear-minded. you know. And then, of course, you introduce alcohol, and that kind of goes out the window. But I was always good with people. So that, that, that leads into sales. You know, sales is, is just connecting with somebody. And, and you didn't, I didn't have to think too much about it after that. But as a free thinker growing up, you don't know, well, you don't know what you don't know. So all of the stuff that you do know, and, and it's fundamentally wrong, conflicts with what you energetically know. And at the time, you're not allowed to know that you energetically know anything, which is where depression and anxiety come from. You start growing into your adult years, 24, 25, 26, and things aren't going the way you feel that they should. And you're, as somebody who's in tune with something that is completely unaware of whatever it is you might be in tune with, the only thing that you know is that everything about the world in which you live is wrong. It kind of makes you go crazy. It gives you this 
this sense of, of, of insanity. I mean, I remember watching people dating. I'm like, why are you dating? You're a good person. This person's a piece of shit. And, you know, later on you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, everybody has their lessons to learn. And somebody who's going to constantly date a piece of shit hates themselves and needs to see what they're capable of. And they need to have challenges to overcome. And if you're always going to date the same person and you, you inevitably will, when it comes to dating, you're going to date a different face, a different name, but the exact same energy until you overcome the thing inside you that's drawing you to that person. For me growing up, I never truly locked into any sort of dating. Yes, I had multiple girlfriends uh, and people I spent a lot of time with, but I never got overly serious. I never got overly wrapped up with things. Um, primarily because in my younger years, I was crazy and I was at war with myself. And the idea of dating seemed more of a control thing for me. But then I was quasi-paranoid quasi about a lot of other stuff, and, and it didn't work because I didn't trust. I didn't trust me. I didn't trust them. I didn't trust the world around me. And you get yourself into a spiral. So when you decide that you're not going to date, and you just literally put your foot down and be like, I need to work on me. I need to be able to offer me something more before I can contribute to somebody else. I don't want to, I don't want to contribute my chaos to them. You realize that a lot of the people that you were dating at the time that you were full of chaos were a direct mirror reflection of the chaos that you were. They were an external version of your, of your internal chaos. And some lucky people get together when they are chaotic like this. And they use each other to smooth out their chaos. And the two of them come out of it on top. I know a couple. I've got one in the top of my mind. Frankie T. You use your chaos with your partner to overcome. But a lot of people don't do that. 99% of people don't do that. They use their chaos to burn down the things that they don't understand. The origins, again, keep growing. When you're not paying attention to... I don't know, when you're not paying attention to where you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it, when you're sort of humdrummingly going through the motions, doing what you think you're supposed to be doing, listening to what you think you're supposed to be listening to, acting the way you think you're supposed to be acting, repeating stuff that you see on television and, be, and, and, and your sphere of influence, your influence is massive. When you're deadlocked into, into a sleep state while trying to wake up, you know, your, your true self, your pure self is going against the influence of society. And I've spoken it at length on humanity versus society. And that battle is you waking up, the initial stages of you waking up. What happens when you start waking up? You know, you've got your triggers. Things will kick in when you really start pushing in and you have your memories. So things like 9-11, you know, that goes in the back of your mind. And then you sort of trail back further. You extrapolate. Things like uh, Pearl Harbor. You know, you find out some information about that. And then you have things now more recently, you have things like COVID. And you look at COVID and you look at what, what happened with COVID and, and how all of the media was, was lying to you about everything and how you're not allowed to talk about that and how all the scientists that said anything got quelled and how you really watched true censorship just run rickshaw over everything. And then it makes you realize how tied together everything is. You know, and remember too, these are only people that are trying to wake up. These are only people that are trying to see something or that feel that they don't fit in. Right? And when you're when you feel that you're at war with a bunch of people that do fit in, right? These people are so heavily reliant on the matrix that they will defend it with their life. And this is the thing that you're breaking free from the very thing that they swore to upheld <laughs> inside their own story. 
is the thing that you're at war with. Right. And, and when you start waking up too, you start seeing, you start looking back on all the movies from back in the day and you see all the government, you know, all the futuristic dystopian movies from the nineties and two thousands were the government fighting a faction of resistance. And at the time you're watching them, you're like, yeah, go get them. Good guy. Governments fix these fucking people or whatever the hell, you know, however you want to cheer your television on. And you look at this stuff and you watch this stuff now. And you're like, wow, in every single movie, the government's the bad guy. And I would certainly be part of the resistance, not because I want to be, but the resistance is making a lot of sense, which is a perspective shift. So when you're watching these movies, you're like, they're, you know, they're telling you a message. They're, they're sharing their, the, the story with you. And it's not so much for you or sorry. It's not so much for them. Like it's, it's, it's the idea is you, you get it. And when you have that perspective shift, you, you see it like the old magic eye from the mall you know, back in the nineties. It was just fizz until you saw it. Then it was a sailboat. You're like, wow, perspective shift. I can see it. To me, that perspective shift creates more extrapolations and more elaborations on what you can and cannot fathom, essentially. And when you start putting it all together, then you, then you come into things like all of the mass shootings and you look at this stuff and you're like, wow, you know, how they managed to orchestrate this. And then you look at literally all of the news media. When I say all the mass shooters, I was going to go with crisis actors. They overlapped crisis actors, you know, in a, in a machine that's huge and can do whatever they want. It's not accidental that they, they're just laying breadcrumbs out everywhere. Crisis actors, right? So every single person that's extrapolating upon anything right now, you know, you can only extrapolate upon so much information, so much that you have. And this goes from, from the, the spectrum of zero being dead sleep to 20 being fully awake. There's a lot of people running around at every single number, you know, and full, what does fully awake look like? I don't know because I'm only as awake as I am right now. I only see what I see right now, but it's funny because your comparison gets led back to talking to people who are dead asleep. I was talking to my neighbor the other day and you know that if you take a, a copper wire, you actually pull a lot of the energy out of the, the atmosphere. And you take that copper wire and you stick it into your plant bed, you're going to get larger plants. It's, it's etheric energy you're injecting into the soil, into the plant. You're helping. Copper is a conductor. It's all there. You know, it's the same as, as, as you know, you got your cell phone. You want to watch YouTube on your cell phone. Well, this device is not connected to anything. So it, YouTube is pulling videos out of the air and transmitting them. You want to listen to the radio. All that stuff's in the air. It's already there. You just turn on something that can tap into that frequency and now you're listening to it. Now you're hearing it. So I was talking to her and she's, you know, she's calling me a tinfoil hat guy because I'm like, you can stick the copper and you get bigger plants. And I laugh. You know, at first you're like, well, that's offensive. You know, but at the end of the day, there are so many people on this planet that don't want any more for themselves. And if you think of anything outside of what you've been told to think about, these people are going to step on you. They're going to mock you and they're going to make fun of you because they don't have the mental capacity to understand. And it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them anything other than a person that's on your path to show you how far you've come while, while you're maturing and growing. Right? And then you're going to see some people that you don't understand. You're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? But you're going to spend a little bit more time paying attention to what they're talking about. You're going to understand a little bit more. You're going to say to yourself, okay, well, Maybe if I try to figure out how they got to where they are, I can get some new information 
add it to my repertoire and extrapolate even further upon some thoughts that I have. This is the origins of free think. This is the origins of growth. So for me, was there any one moment? No, not really. Um, I would pinpoint my first awareness being 9-11 cause it was so weird. It was so over the top weird from my perspective, from my history. Right. And you're going to have a bunch of haters go, well, it's not weird if you grew up in a certain, well, I didn't grow up in a certain, you know, I grew up here and then that happened. And then you hear that the, the government's involved and the government attacked it. And then you hear the stories of bin Laden. And then you see that bin Laden's part of the, part of the, the thing. And then you, you go down the rabbit hole and then you see that Tim Osman was bin Laden and he was a CIA agent. Then you start tracking CIA and you start asking questions about CIA and then you start getting some answers about CIA and FBI and all these other letter agencies. And you realize that the, there's a huge campaign going on right now to, to keep information away from people and to keep people in fear. And when you keep going down that path, you see a lot of things that are, that are tied in with, with who you are and why you are who you are. And there's a lot of questions that get asked with that too. Like, why would they care? What, what does it matter? Who are you that's so important that they have to lie to you about where you live, about what you live on, about the experience that you're having? The only thing I can think of is, is it's a program that, that you created. And if you became aware of it, you'd be wasting your time inside the program. Right now, I think that I'm aware of it, but I can't be aware of it. Right? And what I am aware of is the thing that I allow myself to be aware of to get me to where I need to go. And all of the experiences that I have inside this system are designed specifically for me to become more aware of who I am, for me to become a better version of me. And the conspiracy trail isn't a matter of you're crazy. And that's the thing. All of the rest of the world is going to tell you you're crazy because you think something different. And you're going to have to take that into your experience and be like, well, am I different? Am I crazy? And the truth is they are designed to make you question yourself because if you just blindly believed in yourself, there would be less challenge for you for what's coming. And every single thing that you've ever wanted is on the other side of effort and comprehension and execution. So you can go from nothing. And I, and I, I did, I came from absolutely nothing. I came from garbage. Uh, and did my best. I lived as garbage while I came from garbage. And then I knew I said to myself, this isn't it. There's more to it. My patterns changed. I changed my patterns. I created new mental pathways. I created new stories. I let go of all the subservient stories, all the things that made me a victim. All the things, oh, you have and I don't have. My whole life being told I wasn't good enough. My whole life being told I couldn't do these things. Anything, any idea that I had was quelled. It was mind-blowing to find out that you could believe in yourself and that you could achieve literally anything that you put your mind to. Fucking anything. Right? And then, you, of course, you're going to have that. Well, you couldn't be the president of the United States of America. Well, look what happened to Chris Skye, who's trying to run for mayor of Toronto. He's getting arrested left, right, and center. So there's a, there's a system that's, you know, preventing us from doing stuff, for sure. But we don't know the whole story. So I look at anything that I see, and I'm like, all I can do is extrapolate from my experience and be like, this is that. If I really wanted to be the prime minister of Canada, there are steps that you'd have to take. <laughs> it's a journey. That you, you don't just walk up and be like, yo, give me the podium. Bruh. <laughs> you have to do something. You have to be a politician. Or in Trudeau's case, you have to be a teacher. And if you're interested in what's going on with the leadership of Canada, just find out why Trudeau left teaching. <laughs> 
there's another thing, you know, it's, it's just all right there. You look at this stuff and you're like, well, I have questions. And then you hear people say, you're not allowed to ask questions. The people that refuse to ask questions themselves will mock you for asking questions, will make you feel like less. My origin, my, my, my understanding, my comprehension is going on to this day. My origin story is still happening. My ability to extrapolate is still happening. My ability to, to, to comprehend for myself is still happening. Uh, in the interim, I have overcome a myriad of challenges. Uh, I've overcome everything that's made me, again, a better version of me. What, what I can do with the computers now is, is phenomenal. Um, the team that I've assembled to help with that you know, and to work with clients is phenomenal. And any one of my clients can tell you how the mental shift from working with me changes everything that they've done throughout the course of their life. And the mental shift that I went through changed everything about me through some very painful mistakes that I actively made and through some very painful experiences that were done to me and some very painful, mysterious experiences that I've done to myself. I amalgamate all of it. And I realized that all the good, all the bad, all the everything was done for a reason. My ability to step up to, to create something in my mind is the result of the abuses I took, the abuses I gave out. There's a meme going around that says, to some I was a hero, to some I was uh, an asshole, to some I was a savior, to some I was a piece of shit. And to each of you, I say thank you for your part in my journey, and I'm, I apologize for who I was if I wasn't who you needed me to be at the time. And I love that. I love that. I own the fact that I was a piece of shit for a while. I own the fact that my piece of shitness was a result of my, my upbringing. The fact that I hated myself caused me to act accordingly when interacting with any other human. Take from them before they take from me. Right? Where did that scarcity come from? It came from a lifetime of, of being influenced by media being influenced by quote-unquote family, being influenced by circumstance, changing your influence, putting down the phone, turning off the TV. We all know that the, the, the algorithm is, is triggering you to showing you stuff that you need to see to keep you locked down and not being able to take your power back. You know, even this podcast, you know, we're listening to it together because I'm always surprised at what I'm going to say. None of this is scripted. This all just sort of falls out of my mouth. <laughs> This to me is just one of those things where you, as you're becoming more and more aware, you become more and more self-aware. As you become more and more self-aware, you become more and more physically, geographically, spatially, space and timely aware of who and what you are. That growth pattern is addictively beautiful. It changes the way you eat. It changes the way you sleep. It changes the way you, you process information. It changes the way you act. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you talk. It changes how you carry yourself. It changes how you communicate with others. Operating from absolute, total, and utter abundance is a result of living through fear to the point where you can't live anymore. And you realize that there's something more to it. Growing through this seems so terrifyingly unique to everybody, yet it's, it's pretty much universal these emotions these feelings this this thing the experience is beautiful it's also whatever you make it out to be so however you choose to perceive what you're looking at in any way shape or form is happening for you 
I'm saying these things right now from your perspective because you need to hear them. But from my perspective, I'm saying them because I need to say them, which is what makes this podcast extremely therapeutic for me and massively beneficial to other people. Uh, And I like that. I really, truly appreciate that. And that's one of the fun things about the experience. The more you operate from a position of love and compassion for yourself, not for them, the, the game, the game totally changes. Right. And, and I remember being a kid and, and being full, you know, more asleep or more, more unaware or less informed and thinking that, you know, I can't operate from love because these people are going to be the first to fuck me. Right. Now the true question is why are you associating with people who are going to be the first to fuck you? Because that's where you are mentally. Right. So it's not that because they are who they are, you have to act a certain way. It's because who you, it's because you are who you are based on your past influence, which is why you've surrounded yourself with people who are the way they are. Everyone around you right now is a reflection of how you feel about you. And the moment you step that up, they go away. And the moment you want more for you, guess who you're going to reach to? People who physically resemble, physically mirror how you feel about you. This whole place, flat earth, concave earth, ball earth, every single story. 9-11, COVID, Ukraine, all of it is designed specifically to have a unique effect on you to help you become who you're going to be. And that you're listening to this podcast right now is indicative of your growth and the pattern and your ability to grow. For me, my origin, this, this, this podcast was about my origin. I barely even touched on it, but I mean, I, I, I spoke on where we came from and what it was, but this is the origin. The free think origin is an extrapolation upon information. It's an awareness of self. It's an awareness of geographical and physical location. It's simply becoming more and more aware. Your origin story is carrying on. You are carrying on. You're becoming more intelligent, more aware, and you have more information to extrapolate upon. You're doing good things. I intend to keep doing good things. And I love this podcast and I love each and every one of you guys for listening uh, and sharing this with your friends. It's amazing. If you've got any benefit or value from this, thank you. You know, thank you for being here. Thank you for helping me grow. Thank you for having fun with me as we, as we progress through this weird, awkward place that we're all hanging out in right now. And of course, in the infamous words of Red Green. Keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.